Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me as well today. You know Zach from rebelgrove.com, also Red Cup Rebellion. We will uh, talk some recruiting. We'll talk about some of the latest developments in recruiting. The last time we talked was before kind of everything all fell apart over the weekend. We might touch on that a little bit. We'll look at some uh, some. Guys that are out there, we'll talk about some of the topics that are being discussed on the recruiting trails today. First, I want to tell you about Dead Soxie. They're excited to celebrate Father's Day and has come to be expected. They want to do it in style. So go to deadsoxy.com, check out the limited edition Father's Day bundles. Each bundle contains a men's dress sock, a kid's crew, and a no-show. Kids' crews typically fit kids' sizes 4T to 3 don't miss this exciting opportunity to celebrate Father's Day in style. Secure one of the limited quantity bundles today. Visit deadsoxy.com. Check out the new limited edition Father's Day collection before they are gone. And as always, stay soxy. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. Uh, what I suggest that you do is hop into a Clark Ford. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove to you what that means when uh, he makes that call. When you make your call, 662-257-1900. Zach, how are you? Neil, I'd like to uh, make a request to uh to the folks on the live show tonight um now i'm actually not requesting anything uh cool for an unboxing okay like 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 y'all are getting but i would request some kind of unboxing where someone could come to my house and kill this mole that is in my backyard okay so you will pay them what would kill a mole is there an animal that kills a mole like a cat Everybody says get a cat, and I'm, I I don't like cats. I'm not getting a cat. Well, what if you get a cat that's just an outside cat? I mean, if if it's a guarantee that it'll get rid of the mole, then I'm down with that. But then I also don't know what the dogs are going to do. Uh, they'll be afraid of the cat. I mean, maybe. That's I mean, so I got this thing that they call. I think it's called a yard butler. So it's basically it's got a handle. And look, basically looks like the top of a scooter, with like the handlebars and like the pole. And you drive it down in the ground in the holes, you know, when you see the mounds of where the mole has been. And then you turn this dial on it to let the repellent down in the hole. And it's supposed to, you know, disperse them from digging. But it's just making its way across the backyard. And I'm to the point now where I, I told Anna, I was like, I'm just going to get this fire pit poker. I'm going to sit out here with my laptop and work all day and when i see that thing start making a mound i'm just going to go out there and just start just going crazy i'm sorry i'd get a cat yeah just get an outdoor cat maybe yeah can i go to a pet store and just say hey i need a cat that is an outdoor cat that is ruthless and is going to get done if it was if it was that easy i would have done it you could go to the you could go to the uh uh What's it called? You go to salvage an animal, save an animal, the, the animal adoption centers. Oh, that's a, yeah. I mean, go and say, hey, I'm looking for a cat. I'm going to give it a home. We'll be honest with you. It's going to be an outdoor cat. We're going to feed it. I'm going to make sure it's medicated. I'll take it to the vet. I'll do all of those things. I don't want, it's not going to be inside my house unless it's, you know, ice cold or something. There's going to be a place for it to have shelter. But I, I want an outdoor cat to kill that kills moles. Yeah. I mean that if you're if you're a cat and you're in in the what can I think of the net humane if you're in the humane uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shelter if if you're a cat and you say hey so listen here's the deal uh, Maurice the cat you can stay here 
and who knows what's going to happen. I mean, it might not end well. Or you can go with Mr. Barry here, and you're going to live outdoors for the most part, and you're going to be asked to kill moles, but they're going to feed you. They're going to medicate you. And if it's, you know, ice cold or something, they'll let you in. Yeah. I mean, that cat's probably going to say, doesn't sound great, but it's better than this place. Might be an option because I could, and then also you got to think I can do it now before my son is old enough to get attached to where after the mole is gone and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to find another home. I'm going to find a friend that needs a cat. Well, then I don't have to worry about him getting all upset when the cat leaves. But yeah, I don't know. I got rid of the damn thing last year when it was in the yard. So now I got to figure out how to do it again. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Other than that, things are great. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Um, it's raining here. First, oh, it was it was pouring here earlier. Nice summer shower. Yeah, it, it really rained. Um, I did uh, I did Alex Toussaint's twenty minute all star ride today. Nice. Yeah, I did pretty well on that ride. I, I finished. Let's see. No, nobody cares. You might care. It was my eight hundred and fiftieth ride. Actually, it was my 849th. I did a cool-down ride afterwards. That was 850. I burned 515 calories in 20 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is good. That's good. I finished finished out of 53,230. I finished 1,868th. Oh. Hey. It's better than uh, than last. Yeah, it's not last. Better better than what I did. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I was pretty pleased. I was pleased. Yeah, yeah. What I, uh, still not going back to the gym yet. I'll give it another week or so. Yeah, I've, been, uh, I've gone back now five times. Okay, I've been going over to the high school, running some, uh, running some stadiums, using their track, um, running some, uh, doing work, working on my mile time over there. It's been good. The uh, humidity, I think, was up to fifty six percent yesterday, so that was fun. Yeah. I went. I did a one-hour run the other day in the neighborhood. Did really well, and I was really pleased. And then on my, do you, do you have a, the next door app? Like your your neighbors post stuff and all that. Oh, um, I don't have the uh, I don't have the app, but I get the emails. Okay, so well, check it out. Yesterday in our neighborhood, someone posted this giant a picture of this giant cotton mouth, not very far from where I live. And I advocated burning the neighborhood down and just saying let's all start over. That was not met with as much approval as I thought it might be. But so Mm -hmm. since I lost in that regard and I have to live with the results of this election, uh, the houses stay, which means they're snakes and I can't get out and run anymore. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, since we're since the soft verbal is off such a fantastic start here, I'll keep it going. Um, My wife finally talked me into downloading TikTok and. She got mad at me because she was she was she was like, "Hey, what what TikTok she got on there?" She was looking. So basically, my TikTok is all just like golf trick shots and you know sports stuff. And she was like, "That's so that's so boring." She was like, "You don't have any of the funny ones." But I saw one where there was a which I assume was a water moccasin or something swimming on the surface of the water at a lake. And this guy, the, these people are all like watching it swim on the surface of the water. This guy, who I assume is just an enormous redneck, grabs it by the tail and like slings it onto like a water, um, like a flotation device that all these girls are on. Oh, I've seen this. That Neil, is horrible. Neil, I'll tell you this. If somebody did that to me, I would be hard-pressed not to murder them. Yeah, I mean, I, when I saw that, I said, somebody dies. Either I die of a heart attack <laughs> right there, but yeah, if I don't, I mean, if or, or a snake bite. But if I survive the snake bite and or the heart attack, yeah, that dude's gone. Because I'm pretty much anti getting in water that I cannot see under me. Absolutely. Like going to the lake is fun. Like I love being on the boat, and hanging out with with people, drinking cold beer. That's a lot of fun. But man, when we used to go to Pickwick and we jump off the waterfall and you know swing out on the rope swing. I mean, I'd hit the water. And it is as soon as I'm hitting the surface, I am Michael Phelpson all the way to the boat. Yeah, as fast as possible. Yes, 
because Lord knows it was at the bottom of that lake. But yeah, I saw that TikTok and I was like, nope, yep, not getting in the lake. Yeah, that guy, that guy, hey, he got his ass kicked. That's what I have to think. Yeah, what a I, jerk. I have to think somebody just just took him out. Um, all right, so let's before people just completely lose their minds with this, um, because we're almost ten minutes in. <laughs> What's, yeah. what's going on in recruiting? Well, um, I was going to say before people lose their minds, but they're already losing their mind. Ole Miss 63rd in the uh, rivals team rankings right now. Um, five commits, including the uh, kicker from Oxford, Jack Tannehill. Uh, I was, we were talking before we started, and I wanted to kind of use this to, I guess, discuss on today's episode is giving some perspective and some context with, where things stand right now. Um, like I said, Ole Miss five commits, but the average star rating is a 3.2. And, you know, a lot has been made about how this staff is doing. They're, you know, underperforming. I mean, they're not blowing it out of the water, that's for sure. But I do want to talk about it because it's a global pandemic that is still going on. It's kind of slowly starting to dissipate slowly now it's still around still precautions you know i went to home depot today wore my mask all that but it's a brand new staff and they've been having to recruit under the umbrella of a global pandemic now people have said well what about all these other new staffs that are recruiting you've got rutgers that's 13th in the team rankings you've got florida state who's 25th um i believe arkansas they're 49th um now, looking at the team rankings, Arkansas, lower average rank, uh, star rating than Ole Miss. You've got Mississippi State, brand-new staff. They're 42nd in the country. They have nine commits. So they have more commits than Ole Miss. Still, lower average rating. Um, Neil, I don't know how you've if you've looked at this, but it's weird. You've got Alabama and Oklahoma sitting at 34th and 35th, respectively, right now. Right. Now, they're going to finish much higher than that. I like, their, I like their chances to finish better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oklahoma's probably going to add Caleb Williams, who's a top five player in the country at some point. Um, number one quarterback in the country. He'll be there. Um, they're sitting at a 3.57 rating. Alabama's at a 3.83. Um, Alabama just only has six commits. But y- you've got Florida State, 3.3. So one-tenth of a point higher than, than Ole Miss. Uh, they have 10 commits. Um Rutgers up at 13, they have 20 commits. So, of course, more rivals' points have accumulated because they have 20 commits, which is 15 more than Ole Miss has. So, th- th- you've got to look at it. You've got to look at this full picture here. Um, you know, Tennessee is really recruiting lights out. They've got nine four stars, they have 15 three stars, they have 24 total commits. So, their average rank, their average rating is only a 338, but they have over 2200 points accumulated because they have 24 commits so i understand i understand the frustration you know you're seeing guys that Ole Miss is targeted left and right commit elsewhere release top school lists that Ole Miss is not in and i hate using this because i I do feel like this is somewhat of an excuse but it's a literal thing to look at as a variable it's only june june just started um the global pandemic, I mentioned that, that has a huge hindrance on this on this class because they haven't had any in-person meetings. And look, I'm not going to fault a kid who doesn't want to decide right now when he can't meet in person. He can't see a camp a campus in person. He can't, um, you, you know, go check out, you know, if he wants to major in accounting, if he wants to go look at the accounting school, you know, they can't do that right now. Um, and on top of that, and I think you'll agree with me here, Neil, this staff is going to be deliberate and they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to be vigilant on getting players that they want. They're not just going to go out and take guys just to take them. And I think that's a factor as well with other classes that are just taking commits and taking commits. I mean, where are they located? Like, is the in-state talent better to where, yeah, they can go ahead and take that high-rated three-star right now that's an in-state guy. Ole Miss is, I mean, they're in Mississippi. This class is not deep. I wrote about it um, in Yesterday. the post earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Wednesday. It's, it's, it's not a deep Mississippi class. This is not 2019 Mississippi. So they're going to be picky, 
And look, it sucks. It's not fun to cover recruiting when the team is ranked 63rd. I get that. I know people are antsy for things to happen. But yeah, you need to do a better to be, job of recruiting, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people have to be patient. Things are going to start to come around. Players are back on campus. You know, they had, what, two positive cases come up. Well, it's not just football. It's all sports. Yeah, I, I don't know what sport. The, I mean, yeah, I, pre- I presume it was football. I don't know that. Um, and then they had this, they had another. They an, said he or she, but. Yeah, well, it was, it was my story. I, my, I talked to Keith Carter, and I asked, was it football? And he said, student athlete. And I said, okay. Yeah. And, so, then, and then it was a staffer, and then there was another player. But Alabama had at least five positives. And I tweeted about this this morning because I am willing to get in, into this. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't want to discuss a lot of social issues today because I'm just I'm tired, like a lot of people. But I, by the way, I pulled up Arkansas's recruiting class, and I'm going to do something with it in a minute to show you to kind of prove your point. Anyway, I was what I was going to say was this: the fact that guys are testing positive now is expected mm-hmm. if 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 you test a hundred people right now in mississippi the average positive rate is like eight percent maybe it's gone down a little but over the course of the pandemic it's like eight percent i think now it's down to like five percent well out of a hundred let's see you have the math if you carry the two it's five so the fact that old miss had 200 tests that they got back and only only one, I don't know. They got two, so one out of one hundred. So they had one percent positive. That's that, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. It tells you that the ninety nine percent came back negative, which is great. But the reason that you wanted to get guys back in June and do it slowly and do it carefully and do it pragmatically was so that you could say, okay, who's got it? Let's isolate them until we can test them negative. Let's put them in quarantine, which is what Ole Miss has done. And then we'll test them again in two weeks. And if they're negative, well, then now we know that they've got antibodies and we can let them begin the process of getting back ready. It's my understanding that all of the people at Alabama that tested positive were asymptomatic, which goes along with what we've been hearing, which is young people get this and never, ever, ever know it. So now we know, we'll know at Alabama, for example, which guys have it. You'll quarantine them. You'll isolate them. You'll keep them away from everybody else. And in two weeks, they'll test them again. And presumably, they'll test negative. And then they'll get back out and get started. That was the reason that all the league – you and I have talked about this, what, 10 times maybe? The league the league said to the, the coaches, the administrators, everybody, hey, take this thing seriously. Be overly protective. Be overly cautious. Be smart. Let's take our time. Let's not be meatheads. Let's not focus on a competitive advantage. Let's do this the right way so that at some point in early July, we can have an NFL-styled OTA sort of a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in August, we can have camp as per usual. And in September, we can play the football. That's the goal. So here we are in June. And sure enough, that's what we're doing they're bringing guys in. We're taking the time. We're testing them. And a few guys are showing up as, yep, you have uh, the coronavirus. And so they're isolating them. And meanwhile, some people in the media are like, oh, God. Oh, it's all falling apart. The, end, the sky's falling. It's like, no, it's not. The sky's not falling at all. This is positive. Yeah. I mean, you want the, I mean, you don't want it to happen. But if it's going to happen, you want it to happen you, but June you, 4th. That's the key thing is you knew it was going to happen. You knew you were going to have positives. Yeah. I mean, it's my understanding. It's years back. It's find my, out who has it and get it done. Yeah. It's my understanding at Ole Miss. They were told to expect as many as 10 to 12 positives. Yeah. Just, and they had just, a s- small number. Just statistically. And I'm sure of the other hundred tests that were out, there's going to be another positive or two. That's that's almost a certainty. I hope I hope not, but it's almost a certainty. And if it does come back, as yeah, you've got two other players, let's say positive, or by the time you get through testing all of the student athletes, the basketball players, men's and women's, and soccer and rifle and I don't know whatever else trains in the summer, mm. you're going to have some positives. It's going to happen. 
And they're going to yeah. do they're also doing antibody tests. They didn't have those back as of yesterday, but they're going to have a better idea of who's been exposed to it. Um they'll they'll have data that they can a baseline of data before you really get started with that was the reason they said, "Hey, bring them back and then let's not set up workouts and stuff until the 8th." You know, it's let's let's be smart. I mean, it was it was basically saying, "Hey, this is the most important thing this year from a conference standpoint." is not who wins the league, it's that there is a league. You play. Play the games. And we're going to get into football, and people say, when are you going to talk about football? When they play. When they start playing football. Right now, football's not the story. Right now, getting back and getting um, baseline of information and all that stuff is the story. But this was what happened yesterday with uh, some schools like Oklahoma State had to call their freshmen and say, don't come yet. We had more positives than we thought we would. We've got to kind of revise our plan a little. So hold off. We'll bring you in a couple of weeks. People are, oh, God, end of the world. No, it's not. So instead of the freshmen showing up on June 1, they'll show up on June 15. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Plenty, plenty of time right now. Oh, if you're a coaching staff and you get from July, let's say July the 1st, till September the 5th to get your team ready to play and you can't do it, you have no business. <laughs> you have yeah. no business coaching at this level. If you can't get your team ready in two months and a week, you are not, you're not a good coaching staff. Period. You, you're, you're, you're going to get processed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, ideally, do you have all of June to have the stuff? Sure. But it's not a necessity. So I pulled up Arkansas's coach, uh, not coaching staff. I pulled up Arkansas's recruit list, commit list. Okay. All right. And none of this is to disparage any of these young men. I'm sure they're all wonderful young people. But they have Jaden Wilson, a wide receiver from DeSoto County, uh, DeSoto, Texas, I should say. I know that. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that he had he some. Vi- he visited Ole Miss. He visited Ole Miss. He's a 5.53 star on Rivals. He's a nice player. Uh, Javion Hunt, an athlete from Midwest City, Oklahoma. He's a uh, five seven three star. You can you can make a living on those guys. Mm-hmm. Another one in, in Kiwan Parker, a defensive back from Tulsa, uh, 5'11", 175. He's a five seven three star. Um, kid named something Hamilton Jordan from uh, Kansas City. He's a five point five three star. Uh, Cole Carson is an offensive lineman from Bogota, Texas. He's a five point seven three star. Big kid. Uh, Landon Rogers is a quarterback from Little Rock, a, a 5.53 star. Typically, 5.53 stars don't become great quarterbacks in this league. Uh, Marco Avant, Avant, a 5.53 star linebacker from Jonesboro, Arkansas. And then they have uh, Terry Wells, a uh, six foot four, 306 pound, 5.63 star from Wynn, Arkansas. So my point is this. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight commitments. They, mm-hmm. They're ranked 49th in the country. Sam Pitton's new, new coach. He did not have the benefit of a spring practice, all that stuff. So he's in a similar position as, as Kiffin. They're obviously taking a different tack. I'm not saying their tack is right or their tack is wrong, but their tack right now is, hey, let's recruit our region really hard. Let's recruit Arkansas really hard. Let's make offers. They've got Texas. Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas City is three hours from Fayetteville mm-hmm. for reference. So Kansas City and then Arkansas kids, Little Rock, Jonesboro, Wynn, two kids from Texas, a kid, two kids from Oklahoma, and a kid from Kansas City. So they're recruiting uh, that area. Midwest City is, I think, one of the Oklahoma City suburbs, if I'm correct, and that's Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City is about three hours from Fayetteville. And so they're, they're recruiting in a pretty tight window. And I'm not saying that's the wrong way to go, but that is not the route that Lane Kiffin's taking. Lane, no. Kiff, Lane Kiffin wants to recruit on a more national level. And so to your point, those kinds of kids are not going to come play for you sight unseen. Yeah. They're just not. And so when people say, well, has, has it backed the, the calendar up? Yeah. Oh, you're making excuses. That's not an excuse. There's been a, it's been a dead period in place since early March, or maybe before that. 
There's a dead period in place. You can't bring kids to campus right now. Yeah. And so I mean, that, that, that hamstrings you. It just does. Do I mean, I look, I'm just looking at Rutgers' commitment list. Brand new staff. Uh, What's-his-face is back there. Um, Greg Shiano. Shiano, yeah. Been there before, but okay. He's a new coach again. They're 13th in the nation right now in team rankings. Okay, Ole Miss fans, Rebel Grove subscribers, listen to this. Do you want this just so you can say that you have the 13th ranked yes. class in June? Yes. Oh, sorry. They have one, two, three, four, five point seven three stars. The rest are five point six or or below. They have six two stars. Now I'm sure all great kids. I'm they're oh, they're great. They're great. Great free education. They are great yeah. young men. There's no doubt about awesome. that. Oh, awesome. They're the kind of kids that you want your daughter to marry. No doubt. Hey, good for them. I didn't go to college for free, so that's awesome that they're getting to do that. But do you want to? Do you want to have that? Do you, Do you want to have 20 commits just so you can say, "Oh, we're top 15, baby. We're top 15 in June." All right, I'm gonna give you another one. Ready for another one? This is Missouri, new coaching okay. staff, Elia Drinkwitz. Yeah, they're doing it the right way. Oh man, they are. They are. <laughs> uh, ten commitments right now. Team right. team recruiting ranking of thirty sixth. Hell yeah! They have a four star defensive back from Indianapolis named Dalen Carnell. Yep, just got him. He's a good player. Okay, so that's good. After that, they have nothing but three stars. One is a five point seven. Uh, actually, they have two four star players. I'm sorry. They have Travion Ford, the defensive end from St. Louis. He's a four star. So they have two four stars, and then they have a bunch of three stars. One five seven, a few five sixes, and a bunch of five fives. They are from, their recruiting class is from Indianapolis, Melbourne, Florida, Red Oak, Texas, St. Louis, St. Louis, Washington, Missouri, East St. Louis, Jackson, Missouri, Memphis, Gavin McKay, a 6'4", 215-pound 5.53 star from tight end, uh, tight end from Memphis. And then another kid from St. Louis, Mackay or Mackey. I don't know how you pronounce that wingo. M-E-K-H-I. Mackey? I would say Mackay. Mackay. Probably Mackay, right? Yeah, I would think so. And Gavin. Good name, Mackay Wingo. That is a great name spelled that way, of course. Uh, this uh, Gavin McKay is from MUS, Memphis University yeah, School. Yeah, Coach, Coach McKay's son. Okay, I did not know that. He's a... Yeah, he's a popular guy in Memphis. Yeah, he's he's a good player. Yep. But yeah, I mean, thirty six in the country, two four stars. Ole Miss has two four stars. I know they're both wide receiver. Everybody hates that. You, you, I don't know if you know this, but you cannot line up eleven wide receivers. Can't do it. And it's obvious that's what they're trying to yeah. do, and that won't that will not work. Well, I mean, you know, that's just you know maybe that's Jeff Levy's new philosophy. That's what that's that's what's going to take them. To Atlanta, but the point is, and we're we're joking left and right, but the point is, yes, these other teams with new staffs are ahead of Ole, of Ole Miss right now. But this isn't. And now I pointed out Tennessee earlier, and they're second in the country right now behind Ohio State. And Ohio State's just on a tear. Tennessee has nine four-stars, but they also have 15 three-stars, and they're just taking anyone and everyone they can right now, and they're just loading it up. I mean, I don't know what it is since Philip Fulmer left there outside of Lane Kiffin, but Butch Jones started this movement to where Tennessee, by God, they are going to get at least 30 players in every class. I feel like they try to do that every year. Um, so Look, just, just relax, okay? I know people want recruiting to be fun, and, I mean, Lord, knows I do because it's my quote-unquote job and look recruiting is more fun when when Ole Miss is getting great players and they're they're nationally relevant recruiting and Lane Kiffin and them are tweeting out shark gifts and stuff that's awesome but the pandemic has slowed everything down including recruiting so just just gotta just gotta wait and like you said they're they're doing it a different way they're doing it nationally and they're also they're not just going to take anyone. And, and before people, yeah. And here's here's what I, what I tell people: before people think that we're just being shills, people say, "Well, is it going to work?" I don't know. There's your answer. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, not saying they're going to end up with a top ten class. I'm just. In, in fact, I is, was asked in my mailbag, "Do you think?" I think the over under was seven four stars, and I said under. 
I, I don't like the way the time shapes up for them. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. If I'm wrong, it, won't, it, it will be the first time. Now, um, look, they, they could flip the script on you. They could get Hudson Wolf. They can get Antonio Harmon. They can get Isaiah Brevard. They can, uh, you know, there's some defensive guys out there that they could get. I mean, it only takes one, Neil. You know, you, you get some, you get a big name, and then some momentum starts happening. People want to play with other talented players. Who knows? Well, here, here, here's here's the thing, Zach. This is, and I said this when you hired Lane Kiffin, you being Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin's kind of a high risk, high reward uh, hire, I think. Sure. Now you take the risk when you're at the bottom. Absolutely. That's when you take the risk, and Ole Miss has been at the bottom. And people go, well, I mean, you're not as bad as Arkansas. Nope, you're not as bad as Arkansas. But I mean, when you're four and eight, and they're two, two, the difference between four and eight and two and ten is absolutely ne- <laughs> it's it's negligible. It doesn't right. matter. It's it's insignificant. It, it's it's it doesn't it just doesn't matter when you're the difference between you know one and seven in the league versus two and six in the league is eh. One and seven versus zero and eight, eh. So this is the time that you take that gamble, and so that's what Ole Miss did. He's going to try to recruit nationally. That's the goal. If it if it works, then you'll take major steps as a program. If it doesn't work, you'll stay right where you are. But you're not going to win. This is the thing. It's the thing that's hard for people to understand. It's it's why and I don't want anybody to think that I'm criticizing like a, a mailbag question or something because it was a good question. The mailbag question was, can you give me a list of 24, the top 24 Mississippi kids? There aren't 24 D1 players in Mississippi. <laughs> no. And, and that's, that's not being critical. There are – the reason that recruiting Mississippi as a – it's the reason Mississippi made was a bad idea. Not mm-hmm. because there's anything wrong with Mississippi. There's not. I love Mississippi. I've lived here for a long time. But you're not going to sweep – Mississippi. It's not going to happen. It's never happened, and it's not going to happen. Because Mississippi State, even on a down year, they're going to load up and get the one or two kids. Mm-hmm. Even on a down year. So on a year like this year where there are, I'll use your number, and I'll just for the sake of kicks and giggles add three to it, okay? Let's say there's 11 SEC players in Mississippi. Okay. Okay. Even if you control the state, that's eight out of eleven. Mm-hmm. That's and that's that's not realistic. So you get eight players. Okay, well now you got seventeen more spots to fill. Yeah. Ole, Miss, Ole Miss is never going to go to Memphis and dominate the city. It, it, it hasn't happened, and it's not going to start happening now. So well, you're going to have to recruit regionally, nationally. You're going to have to branch out. If, and, and Lane Kiffin is the, the guy that gives them an opportunity to do that, but it's going to take some time, and it's going to require some face-to-face contact. It's not going to happen overnight. Well, and the, you know, there's, there's obviously there's tons of factors that affect recruiting, but one of them, and, and I'll ask you, I mean, you live in Mississippi, and, and I'm familiar with Mississippi, but geographically there are parts of the state that are pro-Ole Miss and pro-state. Same thing in Alabama. There are areas in Alabama that are pro Pro-Bama, pro-Auburn. Um, that greatly affects things. I mean, it is very, very difficult historically for Ole Miss to get anyone from West Point. For whatever reason, West Point, a lot of state, a lot of state fans. That's just kind of how it is. Um, you mentioned Memphis. Memphis is just a mixed bag right now. Memphis, the, the Tigers don't dominate the city of Memphis. Tennessee can go in there and get somebody they want, but hey, Ole Miss has shown in the past that they can go in there and get somebody they want. But you know, one of the greatest factors that I think affects recruiting now is just kids grow up watching other things. They they Zachary Evans was the greatest example of this. Zachary Evans in an interview said he didn't even watch college football. Said he didn't even watch the NFL, which is kind of you know when people kept asking me for updates and I would tell them I don't even think this guy is going to play. I mean, heck, he signed with TCU, but he still hasn't played. Ray UGA but, says he's he's redshirting this year and going to oh, Georgia, by the way. So I wanna, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Rise um, above hate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go dogs. I mean, go SEC. These kids don't grow up as, you know, and, and even if they do grow up as college football fans. I mean, you see it on Twitter when, like, these kids, these recruits start these threads, you know, what's your dream school? 
I mean, it was hilarious. Terrence Lewis, Ole Miss is recruiting him, linebacker out of Florida. He's committed to Tennessee, and he said his dream school was like Oregon. I mean, they're kids. They have different interests. They have different things that they like and dislike. They're not growing up with a Lane Kiffin or a Matt Luke or a Hugh Freeze poster on their wall and wanting to go to Ole Miss their entire life. That's part of no. recruiting is you got to go recruit these kids. Yeah. And I just mentioned Matt Luke. Look, we got to remember Ole Miss has just reeled off six and six, five and seven, four and eight. If you're expecting Lane Kiffin to just start beating the door down with four and five stars out of the gate, <laughs> you're I mean, insane. You're like, insane. It's like where are the where, where are the five stars? I'm like, what? It's, it's gonna take a year or two for him to start getting that reputation. He's got to win. Well, you, you at least recruit. you at least ha- look look. We might be having a different conversation today. No pandemic. He has a spring. They bring kids in for the spring. They have this sort of a dynamic spring. Uh, they 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 take kids to the baseball games. Kids come back a second time. They have a big official visit weekend for the Grove Bowl, which I think is something they were going to do. I think the goal was to get momentum and get off to a big start in the summer. So we mm-hmm. had that happened. Who knows? Maybe we're having a different conversation. But like a kid from, and I don't, I don't even, I don't even know a good example. A kid from like Virginia that they're recruiting, who's never been to Ole Miss. Well, he probably yeah. he probably would have come in the spring. But as of now, he here's, ha- here's here's one, Neil Tysheen Johnson, who I think is I think Ole Miss has a really good shot at him. He's from Philly. Okay, probably never been. Almost certainly never been. Okay. And so Sorry. you so you give him you give him some Skype deals and you give him some some Zooms and some FaceTimes and and stuff. But man, that's not the same as as getting on the plane and 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 flying in uh, with your parents, coach, whatever. Getting mm-hmm. getting to stay at the hotel, getting shuttled all over the campus, getting to meet all the people. The chancellor comes out and meets you. The AD comes out and meets you and. Uh, you know the academic. You get to show the academic people that you get to show mom exactly what the academic stuff looks like. I mean, face to face, tangible, three D, not on a computer screen with shaky Wi Fi. Um, I mean, it's a different deal. It's just it's unrealistic to expect that kid that the kid from Philadelphia. It's it's it is completely unrealistic to expect that kid to be even seriously considering you at this point. When he's never had a chance to see you, and he's certainly not going to pull the trigger on a decision until he has a chance to see you, and there's a chance that kids like him aren't going to be able to come now until late November, early December, for visits. And at that point, you'll have you'll have to be really efficient, and you'll have to make up ground. And we've talked about this before; it's going to be probably more of a scramble at the end than what this staff had hoped to have this year. But mm-hmm. You know, they won't be alone. There will be a lot of schools that are scrambling. But is there an advantage? We've made a lot of Jeremy Pruitt jokes. But is there an advantage for Jeremy Pruitt where they've been able to bring, let's say they were interested in, in a kid like that. Maybe they got him to their campus last summer for a camp. Maybe they got him to campus one game last weekend on a, quote, unofficial, end quote, visit where he got a chance to kind of see what the deal was. There, there is There is a picture in his mind. And I'm, that's not fair with this kid because I have no idea who else he's looking at. But you understand my point. Yeah. That, that kid from, say, Hampton Roads, Virginia, maybe he got down to Knoxville once. He's met that coaching staff. He's been in the building. His mom knows the running back's coach or the linebacker's coach or whatever. There's a relationship there that, that's, that's personal. Ole Miss doesn't have that right now. And I know people say, well, these coaches were at other places. Yeah, but they're, they're at Ole Miss now. And it is different. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, Neil, one thing, it's not in it's not in person. But one thing that is better than a Skype call, that is better than a Zoom, that is better than a FaceTime, is getting to play that season opener against Baylor. Yes. And as the calendar continues to turn, days continue to fly by, it's looking more and more likely like football is is going to happen. Yep. Now I may not the governor Texas of Texas, announced. the governor of Texas yeah. today announced fifty percent capacity, which frankly yeah. probably is about what they would have had anyway. 
yeah, you're not filling up NRG. But when you have a game on national television like that against Baylor, who is who is nationally relevant, sure, they're, they've got a lot of hype with Dave Aranda and, and that staff that he's sure. put together. Baylor was good last year. Um, that right there is a recruiting pitch. You're on national television. Lane Kiffin's out there, first game, Ole Miss. That right there, that's what you need. Now, you yeah. can't have in-person recruiting visits. You can't do that right now. But we can damn sure put on a show at NRG against a Power 5 school like Baylor. That's what you need. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly right. So, so it's just the, the their their strategy has changed. They're going to have to adjust on the fly. Um. It's a summer full of adjustment. I mean, the G- June is not going at, at Ole Miss or anywhere else. Like I see where Arkansas State had seven positives. So, you know, their June is going to be different than probably they even thought it was going to be a week ago. You know, they're having, yeah. they're having to quarantine those guys. That's the reason that coaches and everybody was like, hey, we, we need to get them back on campus in June because they knew they knew this would happen. And so, you know, everything everything's just going to be an adjustment. And, and so who ultimately wins – in adjustments, smart people. So we're gonna yeah. fi- we're gonna find out, you know, who can be smart. And so yeah. when people say, you know, is is it gonna work? I don't know. I mean, there's no way there's there's no way that you can objectively today look at what Ole Miss is doing and go, oh yeah, man, they're going to have a knock down drag out class. You there's there's nothing to support that other than than fandom. On the flip side, you can't look at it objectively and go, they're in trouble. They're toast. Based on what? It's, it's too early to say. And, and, and a lot of people don't like that answer, but that is, that is the right answer. The right answer is, I don't know, let's find out. I mean, we'll, we'll know a lot more in this case in like November, December, about who they've got coming into campus on visits. And, and maybe they've pulled some commitments from kids like Harmon by that point. Um, they're, they're going to have to... They're going to have to be very good at plan B and plan C, being able to move to those plans quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, like Hudson Wolf. I know he's probably plan A at tight end. If you don't get him, you've got to be able to move to plan B quickly. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't continue to recruit him, but it means that you can't you can't afford this year to probably put all your eggs in a basket or two. You're going to have to have a lot of baskets. And I think they will. They've, they have offered a ton of dudes. Oh, yeah. The, the offers list is ridiculously long. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great point. And, and you, look, you talked about not jumping the gun and saying that, uh, well, Lane Kiffin, he's, he's toast. He can't recruit right now. The guy has recruited top five classes before he's recruited a number one class when he was at Southern Cal. He recruited at Southern Cal when he had NCAA sanctions. He knows how to recruit. Now he's going to have to work harder at Ole Miss. It's yeah. easier to recruit to LA. It's easy to recruit to Hollywood, easy to recruit to Alabama when they have Nick Saban. Now, it's not going to be that easy to miss, but he knows what he's doing. He's he's been a head coach. He's recruited at big time places. He's seen other people. I mean, he's look he he recruited on the same staff as Nick Saban. I think he knows a thing or two about recruiting. So, it's just it's an adjustment with the pandemic. It's an adjustment with the dead period being extended so long. I, everybody just look. I'm not saying he's going to have a top five class, but look, it, just relax. Now, if they're still 63rd in recruiting in December, in year two, then yeah, you got a problem. Oh, yeah, at that point, it's a disaster. But you're not there yet, so no. just pump the brakes. You uh, you posted on rebelgrove.com, which is a website. It's part of the Rivals Network. You posted uh, a, a post from Ole Miss. Uh, LB's had a challenge between Matt Mott and uh, Chris Malloy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to recreate that challenge, you're out there. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that their racks of ribs came from LB's Meat Market. I've gotten my racks of ribs from LB's Meat Market on several occasions, and uh, you won't be sorry. They're awesome. The product is uh, is fantastic. It's right there across from Kroger in Oxford, 662-259-2999. Uh, it's right across from Kroger in that shopping center, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, uh, get in touch with Greg, Greg Jones, and the people at LB's. You can have your order already ready to go. He'll have it all sacked up for you. Or you can go in and browse. They've got all the freshest cuts, um, beef, pork, chicken, sausages, fresh fish, 
everything you could possibly want. LB's has it, and it is all absolutely fantastic. LB's Meat Market, I know Zach's a fan. I'm a fan as well. You will be too once you try it. 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, 662-259-2999. Last thing before we wrap up, you got any, are you expecting any big recruiting news over the next week or so, or do you think things are kind of quiet? Uh, Well, I was going to say, fantastic segue there, Neil. I think you've you've done this podcast thing before. Um, I did. I've done a couple. (laughs) Yeah. I'm expecting some good news from LBs. Uh, My, my good friend, uh, Grayson Weir, who, if you're listening, you might know him, uh, our work over at Red Cup uh, with our live streams and whatnot, writing for us over there. He was uh, picking up some stuff in Oxford and uh, went by LB's, said he was going just for a plate lunch, and uh, Greg hooked him and me up with uh, a nice care package. So he's bringing that to uh, bringing that back to Nashville, so I'm excited for that. Oh, good for you. Um, yeah, so I'm very, very excited. Uh, the weather but, here is supposed to be really good this weekend, and I watched uh, Mott and Malloy, and as much as I want to make fun of one or both of them, both of their ribs looked really good. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm tempted to, uh, I'm tempted to to do the the rib thing this weekend as well. I do, I do want to see. Uh, I did see somebody on the board said it, and I told somebody else. I, I would love. Not only to try the ribs or get some more information about Malloy's grill, I also would love to get one of those uh, Ole Miss golf shirts that he was wearing because that's that swinging shark logo is so awesome. It, it is a great logo. It's supposedly you, can't, it's impossible to get unless you join the golf thingy. But oh, that's right. The uh, what are they? The it's like a club, right? Yeah, it's a it's, club. Yeah, it's and it's okay. a pretty significant donation, but. Yeah. It's a sweet logo. I'll give them it's that. A sharp logo. It is an awesome logo. I need to. I need to look up and get more inform more information on that grill he has. Sounds awesome. It's a Rectech. Yeah, because he was there. Y'all were talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. Where he can just like use his phone to to do everything. That's pretty awesome. And then Mott's got a, uh, and it's called an Egg Genie, I think, or an Egg Wizard, one or the other. That uh, it it's basically a fan that attaches to the big green egg that controls the temperature down to the oh. so you program it to get to two twenty five and that fan stops. I don't know. Have you ever cooked with a big green egg? Uh, a couple times. My my dad has one, but I don't. I, that's it's, the only time. It's fantastic to work with. Um, but sometimes you can, especially with the extra large one, which is what I have. You you can the the heat can get. It can get so hot. so hot in there that you can't get the heat out, and so right. uh, it kind of defeats the purpose. And and uh, that that uh, contraption brings it, it blows enough of the heat out to cool it, or puts enough air okay. in to warm it up to keep your temperature at the same uh, at the same level for the length of time. And that's yeah, a, that's that's a, that's a difference maker, man. When you can keep it down at two twenty five, two thirty for several hours. Like on a brisket or something, if you can do that 11, 12 hours, it is, wow. Yeah, that that's the one gripe that I've heard from folks about the Big Green Egg is that it's just, it gets so hot. It does. Wow. You you have to really get good at, and I'm, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, and I'm pretty good at it, but every once in a while, I'll have a fire that I either have too much charcoal in it. Usually that's okay. what happens. I have too much fuel in the thing, and it's like a windy day. And the wind, oh, wind yeah. is getting in there, and man, I mean, you, you, it's it's popping it from two twenty five to two fifty five, and you're trying to get it back down, and and that's not that's not fun. I mean, you joke about, hey, no, I can't come in and help clean because I've got to watch this brisket for the next ten hours while I drink beer. Um, <laughs> that's become somewhat true on a day where you can't control the heat in your in your in your in your yeah. egg because all of a sudden you're at three fifty, and now it's cooking way too fast, and your meat's going to be tough. Yeah, can't have that. No, you, um, you don't want that. Right. As far as getting back on topic before we close, as far as recruiting news, uh, the most, um, I guess, imminent thing is Isaiah Coe, the defensive tackle, the Juco defensive tackle. Uh, he's from Illinois, but he goes to Iowa Western uh, up there in Council Bluffs, Iowa. 
He has a final uh, top five, I should say, of Memphis, Missouri, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and South Carolina. I don't really think anyone has any idea right now at this very moment. I've reached out to some folks. Uh, I know Missouri is really pushing hard. Like I said, he's from Illinois originally, so a little bit closer to home. Um, But I know Deke Adams is recruiting him extremely hard. Alex Grinch at Oklahoma is recruiting him extremely hard. And then, I mean, you've got Tracy Rocker at South Carolina that's on him. So he's got a pretty legitimate top five um, that he's got some 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 good choices to uh, to choose from. I mean, South Carolina puts out a lot of good defensive linemen. Um, Oklahoma, you know, they're known for offense, but Alex Grinch is a fantastic defensive coordinator. And then uh, Brick Haley at Missouri is a really good coach as well. So um, as soon as I get some – some information there. I'll obviously put it on the board as fast as I can. Uh, right now, I think it's probably going to be, uh, if I had to guess, I would say Oklahoma, Ole Miss, or South Carolina with Missouri kind of hanging in the wings. Um, but yeah, that's that's the, I guess the most. Uh, I guess he's going to make a decision scheduled tomorrow. I don't know. He didn't say a time, as far as I'm. As far as I know, I just checked his Twitter. He doesn't have a time, but he just said June 5th. Um, outside of that, I don't know if anything's really imminent right now, Neil. I, I still think that, you know, you mentioned Antonio Harmon earlier. Uh, I think Ole Miss is in really good shape for him. And then I mentioned Tysheem Johnson earlier on the podcast. I think that uh, the defensive back out of Philly, uh, Chris Partridge has done a phenomenal job recruiting up there in the Northeast. I think they really like him. And then uh, Maurice Freeman the uh, defensive back from Virginia. Um, those are probably the the names that I would keep an eye on if I was an Ole Miss fan in terms of recruiting. And then uh, you've got Hudson Wolf probably making a decision in some capacity soon. Uh, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Tennessee being the home state school there. Uh, probably his top three if I had to guess right now. So, um, But, hey, it's, it's, it's ever-evolving. It's ever-changing with everything going on. So, uh, this has been a challenging but a fun uh, recruiting cycle to cover so far with all the pandemic stuff. Well, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say you've got to do a better job of getting some commitments and uh, uh, yeah. you know do what you got to do and get get it done. No, no That's more. That's what I'm saying, Neil. Somebody come over and kill this mole, and I'll have more time on my hands. We started with the mole. We will end with the mole. Uh, go get a cat. You could get. You, could, right. you, could, you know what? What we'll do? Get a cat, and we will have a. a uh, some sort of a contest to name your mole killing cat. Yeah, we could do that. Or w- what we could do is I could join the live show and we could do unboxings where I unbox the litter box <laughs> with all the turds. And I can do that. So I tell you, as a, how much does it cost for to, for you to buy a cat? I have no idea. Oh, I will make a contribution to the cat purchasing. <laughs> okay. If this thing makes it all the way across my yard and screws up the walkway to the fire pit, then we're going to have some real problems, and I might have to actually do that. All right. All right. We'll we'll, uh, we'll stop there. Good luck with the mole. Good luck with your new Thank cat. You. And uh, that does it for this edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. Don't forget, Dead Soxy has their big Father's Day special. It's uh, on their site, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. For Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. Until next time, take care.